Hello and welcome back to the show. This is the Call Her Blessed podcast and I am your hostess, Rebecca Hardy. I just want to start today's episode with a story. Um, When I was in kindergarten, I got married to this kid named Kyle. We'd known each other for two long romantic months. You know, it was really just a love story unfolding on the playground. And so we decided to get married. Little did I know, at the same time, he was also planning on marrying my best friend, Elena. So, you know, as any normal kindergartner would do, we kind of came up to this idea of, oh, let's all marry each other. You know, like, why choose if you can all just get married? So, we had this ceremony, you know, and I would say that probably being a sister wife at the age of, what, five probably started my trust issues off kind of early but you know we we live and we learn so yeah beautiful service I remember I wouldn't let him kiss me so he kissed my hair to seal the deal you know like at the time I was like no you can't kiss me because my parents said no and like thinking about that now I'm just kind of wondering what I'm going to do on my actual wedding day like all right mom and dad close your eyes you said I can't do this but I kind of have to it's the rules Um, Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But anyway, yeah, still kind of looking into the legality of this whole thing. Um, I don't really remember his last name or anything about him for that matter. So hopefully it's not binding. Um, But it did show me a lot about, you know, having standards for men. So moving forward, you know, no two wives that, you know, it's something that I'm still very passionate about is... I don't want polygamy to be a part of my life. I know, crazy. Um, But yeah, every kind of relationship and situationship I found myself in from this point on taught me more and more things about what I wanted from my future romantic partner. And I'll probably make a podcast about all these things in the future. But for now, I'll just say that it definitely narrowed my options down by a lot, even from a young age. It's amazing, honestly, how hard monogamy is to find these days. And, you know, you mix that with a decent personality, good hygiene, clean criminal record. And all I can say is, you know what, like, good luck out there, soldier, because it's slim pickings. Needless to say, my standards and possibly my inability to leave the house without crimping my hair led me to be single for a good part of my young life. The thing is, though, I'd always been surrounded by so many good friends that I never really regretted that. And when I went away to college and everything changed, and I realized that, you know, my new friends were amazing and I just hadn't known them for very long at this point. And I was away from my family for the first time in my life. I no longer had my two brothers with me who were always there with me every day, just guiding me and leading me through life and making me feel loved. And so this loneliness set in, and along with that loneliness, an ache. And I didn't realize that what I desired was intimacy. And I know that's probably very, like, sensual sounding. I feel like we've really kind of twisted this word and made it kind of like a nasty word in our culture. But the truth of the matter is that intimacy is a desire to be known and loved. That intimacy can also be put as into me see. You know, you want someone to see you for who you are and to love you for that. And so that's what I wanted. And I just, I don't know. I wanted to be cared, 
cared for and loved in a very personal kind of way, you know, something that was just for me. And it would honestly hurt sometimes, especially when I would see other couples or hang out with my friends who had boyfriends. And, you know, I've always been the type to like hype my friends up in relationships. So it wasn't that I was jealous. It wasn't that anything like that. It was that I wanted something like that for myself. Despite being happy and fulfilled in many ways, I felt empty in a much deeper way. Now, some people right now might be thinking like, oh, well, you should have just turned to Jesus and you wouldn't have felt so lonely. And I will say, point taken, sure, yes, I could have, but I did. You know, as much as I was capable of as, you know, freshman, sophomore in college, I poured my heart out to God. And, you know, I was thinking even at that time that maybe I hadn't done this well enough because I still felt a sense of loneliness. And this is where I had sort of one of those aha moments that made me feel a lot less bad about being human. John Paul II, Saint, Pope St. John Paul II, my literal role model, wrote, I believe, this letter to women or the encyclical on the dignity of woman. I can't really remember, but he was talking about the vocation of marriage. And I had to read this for class, and I remember just browsing through this article and something in it just really stopped me in my tracks. So he was talking about a woman who was created for the vocation of marriage. And he was saying that before she finds this vocation, before it's fulfilled, you know, before marriage and before children and stuff like that, that she would feel like a huge ship in shallow waters, you know, awkward, hard to navigate. It's not really what she was made for. And this really spoke to my heart that I didn't really feel where I belonged. I really felt like I was missing something, that I needed something. And suddenly I felt affirmed and understood in my loneliness. Suddenly, instead of judging myself or thinking that I must find a man urgently, I gave myself some grace. I think the times where you feel the loneliest, the temptation to settle can be the strongest. I remember there was someone who I knew clearly had feelings for me. And in my head, you know, it's like a capital N-O, like just not going to happen you're great, but we're just friends. And even during this time, I remember catching myself being like, well, maybe. And then immediately I was like, stop, no. You know, don't lead people on because you're lonely or seeking intimacy. That person is also just trying to figure out their vocation and they don't really need you to make it harder on them by confusing them or leading them down a trail that's going to waste their time. And also like, I don't know, I always think about this, like, you don't want to be that part of their story, their testimony, where they're like, they're like, yeah, and then this awful woman really gave me some trust issues and gave me that difficulty about opening up because she really made me feel like I was special and she didn't want anything to do with me. And that's when I chose the single life. Any questions? Yeah, don't be that girl. But there was then, you know, moving forward, looking toward the more recent past, a different kind of ache that I experienced. And right before the pandemic happened, I experienced a breakup where something didn't work out that I think kind of like both myself and the other person knew wasn't going to work out, but it just felt like a huge waste of time and very confusing, like an unnecessary heartbreak that happened. And this was kind of a wake up call for me because I was just like, what is it that I want? You know, what do I need to work on? What is my deal? What's my issue? And so I did, you know, I looked into myself, I did a lot of healing, 
you know, I guess you could say, like, I went through a lot of healing, a lot of praying, a lot of taking things to God, and it was just a great time of growth for me, and I really had the chance to get to a place where I knew I was ready for a good relationship, and consequently, there was also no man. So, you know, I had done all this working on myself, and then I find myself ready for a relationship, ready for something good, hoping I can see it when I come upon it, and recognize it, and go after it, and no man, and I was so frustrated, and I was like, God, what the heck are we waiting for? I'm ready. You know, I have amazing friends, and and they're by my side in so many ways, and you know, I'm not lonely, I'm ready, and I remember my brother at one point, you know, we're very close in age and just, like, in friendship. Like, we're really, really close to each other. And I remember one day he was like, Rebecca, you know, you say you believe in God. You know, this God who created the mountains and the oceans and takes care of the seasons and time and the coming and going of the tides and everything like that, every little detail of nature. And you think he really forgot to make someone for you. That he would just call you to the vocation of marriage and not provide a spouse. And he was like, I really don't think that's trusting God. And I was like, dang, okay. Okay, maybe I have issues. Okay, I definitely have issues, but like maybe this is also another issue that I didn't even know about. So long story short, I knew what I wanted. I knew I was ready to find it. And I spent the entire summer in this mindset of just trusting God, waiting for the right time, and healing from all these things that I knew would come in the way of a future relationship. At the end of that summer, at the height of my loneliness, I prayed this novena to Our Lady in Doer of Knots, which I would like to shamelessly plug here. It is the most beautiful. It's a rosary novena, and every time I've prayed it has just had, like, amazing, amazing results, I think because of the, the faith and trust put into it. And... On the last day, I met my wonderful boyfriend, and we've honestly been inseparable ever since. He's wonderful. This is someone I honestly could have never seen coming, and I'm not trying to say that this is like the secret recipe to finding a match, but maybe a little insight that I got from it is not to listen to that whole, it'll happen when you least expect it thing. You know, I think that people really like to act like that's the secret recipe that like, oh, maybe stop talking about it. And then it'll happen. But I think honestly that it's when you are openly pursuing a relationship with God that you're not trying to force anything and that you're surrendering to him anything that could be a hindrance to what it is that you're working toward. So yeah, when I met Dylan, my current boyfriend, I, for the first time in 25 years, felt ready to meet someone like him. And... You know, we can really save uh, the whole story about our meeting and everything for a different podcast, but something that just really sticks out to me about him looking back is that there wasn't a void in my life when I met him. I didn't need him to fill a void because I was lonely or unhappy or something was unfulfilling. I was very happy when I met him, and I didn't need to be with him but I sure as heck wanted to be with him. And there's such a huge difference with that because it just makes everything so much healthier looking at it in that way. Um, so if you're single and kind of feel like you're ready to move into that next stage in your life, but maybe nothing's come up or 
maybe there's a couple of things that you're hung up on or things that you can't let go of, maybe past wounds or something like that. Pray about these three things. The first one, you know, ask God, am I trying to force a relationship anywhere in my life? Secondly, you know, God, do I need to surrender anything right now that could interfere with my future vocation? You know, habits, addictions, maybe you need to go to therapy to let go of the wounds of the past, anything like that. And lastly, God, how can I surrender myself and all of this to you so that I don't feel the need to take the driver's seat in it? You know, praying for trust. And I'll leave you with that. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, I pray for everyone on the other end of this podcast right now. Pray for their vocation. If they're already in it or if they're still pursuing it, I pray for grace for them and their spouse or for them in pursuing religious life. And I also pray for all the plans that you have for their future, that you would comfort them and lead them to where you want them to be and that you give them the courage and the grace to move forward, to heal from the past and to be open to whatever it is that you're leading them to. And we ask all of this in your name. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. I really hope to see you at the next one and God bless.